Today is a special day, and and one of those reasons has to do with the theme music that you just heard. But welcome back to the F Money Show podcast. I'm your host, Fran Chismar. It's a big show today, and we were going to try something a little different. We're going to have a studio audience, and only one one audience member showed up. Anthony Clapp. <laughs> former former co-host Anthony Lemma, thank you for coming today. I appreciate it. Uh, and also, we have a past guest as the guest co-host today. I'd like to welcome Kevin McCall from Andorra. Thank you for having me. Ah, anytime. Thank you for coming. You know, you know, I uh, only invited you so we could hang out since we never hang out. That's but. true. Yes, we very rarely get to hang out. So, how was your uh, holiday? Uneventful. Um, I don't know. Just chilled, hang, hung with the parents and the girl, and you know, the usual things. That's a good holiday. Yeah, it was. It was. My big news was I got engaged. I know. I saw uh, that. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. That's uh, <laughs> wow. It sounds like a studio audience. Uh, yeah, that was that was my big news. It was just after New Year's, so yeah, it was. Uh, That's awesome. And and unfortunately, Agatha wanted to come but couldn't come today. So you okay. guys still haven't met her. One of these. Maybe I'm making her up. She's my fiance. Yeah, in yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes to a different school. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Kevin, you're not a stranger to podcasting. Besides being on my cat podcast and other podcasts, you actually you had or you still have your own podcast. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I I have not updated it recently, but I would love to continue doing my in limbo music podcast. I I would did you have a comic book one also? I did, yeah. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine, uh, we had a, co- a comic book podcast called Tears to Comics and More. Ooh. And uh, the only thing that was really keeping that together was the uh, theme song <laughs> that we introed it with. Uh, it was like a Prince ripoff, but it was really, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love talking shit, you know. My, so nice. My my goal is to be invited on a podcast. I haven't been okay. other than running my own. I have not been invited on a podcast yet, yeah. so I'm not important enough. Do you ever see Jimmy Fallon on a late night show? Yeah. That's not his own. Like no. he's the oh. he's being interviewed. That's what it would be like for you. <laughs> I would like that. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Cool. Uh, Jamie Salvatore suggested the Bobcast. He's like, you should yeah maybe go on that one. Yeah, I'll be on that uh, next Tuesday. So oh, awesome, yeah. awesome. Looking forward to it. So um, we do have guests today. Uh, so I guess it's about time to introduce them. Without further ado, we have Bruce, Rich, and Ant from Nightlife. Welcome. Yo. What's up? <laughs> uh, first, I need to formally thank you for my intro music. Yeah. So that was that. I I open up my radio show with that music and the podcast now wow. every every episode. So that's yeah. That was a bit ago. That that I got w- that to you, right? And that was really impromptu, actually. Yeah, it was like immediate. I had the time and I I did it. <laughs> I was uh, just, I threw it out on social media. I'm like, I think yeah. I need a, a theme song. Can anyone help me out? And like within like 10 minutes, you yeah. shot that over, which was yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. And it stuck. Yeah. So I was on a groove there. <laughs> that was, I, I love that theme music. So Andorra didn't get me anything. Yeah. No, no presents. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those holidays. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so really what, what impressed me was, how quick yeah i mean that was immediate that really (laughs) was immediate so is your musical output typically that immediate for you like you put your mind to it yeah probably yeah because it's all just like forms to me different forms of the same thing where's the seven chord i mean i talk about these things constantly so yeah it's 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 not like um instantaneous by any means but like a a groove or an idea okay awesome maybe thrown down awesome i think that that's uh very identifiable for me that theme song like whenever i hear it like it's it's pretty awesome so i yeah. like thank you for contributing that because that was a big deal for me so Definitely. i don't know if you realize Definitely. that and i yeah. know i said thank you but thanks again <laughs> I, yeah no i recognize that it helps the show helps the show it was huge yeah. it's huge it's yeah. better than me just talking or using yeah. whatever music yeah i mean to be, to be honest I, free. I thought it was yeah. in limbo for a little bit i didn't know what the state of it was like i knew you liked it but i was like does he use this every time like, i do I, like and, i don't know like i start every radio show with yeah. that and every podcast yeah. with the exception of the first one mm. like that's from the second episode on we've used it every nice every episode so uh that's amazing so <laughs> let me ask you some questions since i have you i mean yeah. that's why we're here yes 
many of our guests that I've had on the podcast have maintained that sometimes less is more when playing as a live band. Like Jamie Salvatore really limits how often he plays live, like once a month, to try to make it more an event. Um, I feel you have that exact opposite approach. And not in a bad, I don't mean that right. in a negative connotation, but it seems like you're definitely putting yourself out there more often. So is that is that on purpose? Like is your approach definitely, do you look at, do you, are you just playing any gig you can get or are you saying we need to be out there as much as possible? That's a good one. That's a good question. I would say that um, we want to be out there as much as possible. We want to take every gig. Like we operated from that stance pretty much from the beginning. Rich knows that. That that's just the way that we're wired. We've had like talks and discussions about like you know as we are growing into this and yeah. doing it as regularly as we do. Like there's definitely like periods where we take off. Like people might not notice that we've taken off, but we've taken off. Like, it's a drop in frequency. Yeah, for the past like three weeks we haven't done anything, but next week the following week the week after that and the week after that we have shows so we try to like let it live and be like an ebb and flow thing and work for our schedules what we want to do um so time management plays a role in that i think though the model of like limiting one or doing just one show <laughs> helps that event building well, it helps that like climacticness which is something that we like will fall in and out of you know what i mean like we'll have shows you know we bring people to and then no one else brings people to well, well that's how it's down and then there's shows where they bring people to and we don't bring anybody to and that changes it all so it's like that's cat what, and mouse that was where i was heading with that was with the frequency <clears throat> does that affect your attendance yeah, like yeah. if you're playing more off like when you did the grape room your yeah. residency yeah. where you did every thursday for a month yeah. Did you see attendance really fluctuate, or was it building? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't even know if you could gauge that. I think okay. it's, uh, I think it's tough to gauge that. Yeah. Um, but like the sense of it is, it's it's kind of a wild card each time, and that's part of the show. That's part of getting better. It gives us a chance to to have that like habitual thing. It really, I yeah. think, falls more back on like our development yeah. as a group. Uh, what we want to do like we uh, enjoy our, playing live together especially like yeah. the three of us yeah. and so like you know we kind of establish whatever the environment for that live show is if there's like you know a few people listening there's a bunch of people we can we attune to that because we enjoy playing live because you know we're playing the three of us yeah. very frequently together right um on a consistent basis as it is you know plus shows so. yeah right and, and i would imagine <clears throat> and you touched on this depending on who else is on the card yeah that's going to fluctuate if someone has a bigger following or less of a following that's yeah. really going to greatly affect your your Definitely. your audience for that night so yeah. and i i appreciate that with kevin with the cards you put together are so diverse a lot of the times that i've seen most of, and i know i've said this to you before but most of the bands i do on new artist spotlight on my show i get from concerts that you've put together <laughs> Because otherwise, I wouldn't have heard of them. Yeah, definitely. You know, which is which is great. So yeah. and and I'm sure there's plenty of bands with a big draw that I have no idea who they are still. Yeah, and that's getting. I, I like that you're out there as much as you are mm -hmm. because I see your name popping up all the time, and that's important. Right. You know, I'm more. Pro I'm probably more likely to go to one of your shows because of the frequency than say like if jamie's only playing once a month you know that day i may be out of town and that's yeah you know that's you my it, it's gone yeah, yeah. so I, I definitely see both sides yeah. um and was making the joke and has a good, good yeah there is definitely a downside to it where mm -hmm. like especially in considering like the uh you know the grape room we played all the thursday nights we had the residency in december i think sometimes people have a mentality of like oh they're playing every week like i'll just catch them next week like if mm -hmm. i can't make it or something so i think that's like the back like the downside to uh you know the the frequency yeah sometimes right like i said it's cat and mouse like oh. yeah there is yeah. no uh you know perfect solution answer or what have you you know like you know and i'm sure there's all the other outside factors like we're sitting here right now talking and, and I'm watching the snow come down outside <laughs> yeah, if right. you had a gig tonight like I would imagine that's gonna affect nope, you not right. going to that one <laughs> well with Andor I think it downpours every time you yeah. guys play a show that sucks that's, that's a bitch <laughs> every I, I was gonna say I have I had a, um, a music teacher um, who was like pretty influential and like just not not so much in like um, in a teaching aspect but sure. more in like he'll give you really good advice and you'll kind of take it for life um but he said never turn down a show no matter right. what and mm -hmm. that really definitely resonated with you guys i think and uh right. um you know 
any chance you get to play in front of people, especially if you're doing it for yourselves. And that's definitely what it is. It's, you know, for me, when I don't play, I get like stressed and agita and I, I, you know, I need to play cabin fever, get that out, you know? So it's awesome that you guys get to do that whenever you feel like it. You always learn from something that goes on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, even if it's something that goes wrong that you right. can take away Absolutely. that's like I Absolutely. learned that lesson now I've yeah. never made yeah. that mistake again and that seems to be a common theme too even with with national touring bands they said they can be on the road for for six months straight and they need a break but then they get a week's break and they're itching like they're already like yeah. alright I need to right. I need to play again yeah, I need to get back at it so that's all I guess if you didn't you wouldn't be doing it you know, right that's, yeah. that's <laughs> right. why we do it you know we don't exactly. do it to have Instagram accounts because you know that's what sometimes it essentially turns into if you're not gigging then there's yeah. no reason to like uh, continuously there's like an idealist idealism of, of right. some image of something yeah. that's the goal rather than having the well, experience of doing all that right. like because I, you enjoy it I know it's great to have followers on social media and it's great to, to get streams but is it about the live show for you like is that what's important like regardless even if even if you didn't have a song on Spotify or Apple Music and no social media following is it is really what keeps you going the is it the writing the music is it the performing the music live is it the gratification of of having someone yeah. say yes i like it all of the also above. recording definitely yeah i think I, I, yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say a culmination of things okay. probably all those things in a pot stirred around but yeah. um no the recording drives it for me like the composition of the songs mm-hmm. writing the songs aaron and i's relationship like producing the songs like i want to make songs just want to constantly make songs so like that that drives a lot for me but taking those songs and like playing live like keeping those songs a live like you know what i mean like it's um it's it's like gratifying to the self and i think it's gratifying to um like put that out there yeah now that the first time i saw you live and i i think i shared this story with you at your album Mm -hmm. premiere at the great room Mm -hmm. was back in 2015 now, how how long has nightlife been? Uh, twenty thirteen, probably. Twenty thirteen, and have yeah. Rich and Ann, have you? Uh, how we've all come in at different uh, sections of time throughout okay. the years. I'm a second second long, I guess. Uh, yeah, two thousand fourteen. Okay, I think it was kind of before that. A little bit before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was twenty fifteen, and I have a friend from Austin in a band called Hookah Hay. Yeah. And, and, you know, down in Austin, he was saying, you know, they, they can fill rooms of a thousand people, mm-hmm. you know, and Austin's got its own particular scene too, and that's basically where they play. So they decided to tour and they got a gig. Um, I can't remember who the headliner was um, at the show, but it was at the Bourbon and Branch and it was, you guys were opening. Mm-hmm. And I bought a ticket and I was gonna surprise him. I didn't tell him I was coming. And I'm like, I don't even know if he'll see me or if he'll recognize me. Well, when I walked in, I was the only one yeah. there. <laughs> so apparently the, the headliner... You were at that bourbon and branch yeah, gig. The, the headliner had tickets. The Flyers were in the playoffs. They yeah. had playoff tickets, and they, they backed out yeah. the last second. Yeah. So we're going to the Flyers that? game. I do, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I walked in during your set, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm the only one here. And obviously my friend Jesse recognized me because I was yeah. the only one. He was happy right. that I showed yeah. up, but... I got to see you guys perform. I was, it was just me. Yeah. And then, and they played their whole set too, which I was impressed yeah. just for, for me. You don't get to see that. They're like, we could use the practice, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. on the stage. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, Especially we'll, when you're touring around, it's like, yeah, every stop Absolutely. is a win. Let's yeah. stop and see what's going on. Did you get a percentage of my, like eight bucks? Yeah. I think that went to the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sound guy took that eight bucks, put it in his pocket. That's fine. But the, yeah. the one thing I took away from that mm-hmm. show, like having no distractions and being able to focus, was how phenomenal of a guitar player you are. That's the mm-hmm. one thing that stands out, even at the um, the Grape Room during mm-hmm. your album premiere party, your guitar playing really stood out to me. Thanks. So is that, what do you consider yourself more mm-hmm. as a musician? Is it a guitar player? Is it... A, a songwriter. Oh, I, got, I got no idea. All I know is uh, Rich is the best bass player on the planet. <laughs> I make that joke every time. I want to on and touch the attention over there. I don't know. What I would say about myself, like, I, you know, it all kind of synthesizes to me as one thing. It's like a person of music, like the guitar playing, the songwriting, 
um, I'm like trying to branch out and do different things, like get on the drum set. Like I did that last night. I like think every time the that there's an approach to like, I guess if you can consider like a, a, a grouping of songs, like an yeah. album, there's like different roles that I think are like kind of vaguely carved out for certain people. Like yeah. I think, you know, previously this initial one was very much like, I don't know, like derived from a compositional standpoint yeah. and then like an additive from me and Anthony, whereas like maybe more recent things have kind of so been, true. you know, flip-flopped a little yeah. bit here and there, like sharing things rather okay. Yeah, like I'll bring songs into practice and I'll be like, all right, here's my song. Let's talk about the song. Do you like this? Do you not like this? What do you want to change? Yeah. But now it's like, it's totally like flipped on its head in a way. It's like, now I want to write songs with the band. I want to be in the room like coming up with it live time. What do you think? What do you hear, Ant? Like we all have the ears for it. It's that that is like really thrilling, and that's it's happy that I'm happy that the band has like moved in that direction, like grown up in that way. Well, I was gonna say, I guess that happens when you trust your bandmates, yeah, and you're comfortable with, definitely with, true. with with who they are and what kind of musicians they are. Like if you didn't trust them, I'm sure yeah. you'd be going, all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, they smashed like six of my tunes, and I'm like, oh, I'll just write the songs. With them. <laughs> but that's awesome. It's uh, so when did when did you first pick up your instrument? Uh, I was in high school. I was probably in like tenth grade. Okay. So I started on like the bass. Like I got you know lessons on the bass, <laughs> and you know that was no good. And then uh, because I played the cello, okay, like, in third grade, so okay. I started playing with the cello. And I picked up the guitar. Like kind of was self-taught. Uh, when I went to university, I took you know classical guitar lessons. All right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's all real. It's all really like come from myself, just like developing the ear. Like I think developing your ear is the most important thing as a musician. Do you have it interest in other instruments? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, so it's not just I'm a guitarist and I love guitar. It's I love music, yeah. and I want to be a part of it. Sure. I think between the both of us, this past year we went on like a journey to just kind of be like the best musicians that we can, and and along with that, it kind of came with like playing with different people that yeah. we're not accustomed to. So I think it's just kind of growing and continuously trying to evolve your, your craft. And, um, you know, like that's what we really connected on. And, um, you know, that's why we started a cover band and that's yeah. why we, you know, jamming with a bunch of different people yeah, now. So, um, and I think that's ultimately the main goal. And I, I would say too, like for myself, like to go to the, like the guitar player, like how you see yourself type of idea. Yeah. Like I don't need to be, like shredded in front of people's faces like all the time and I don't need to do that and like I feel like I want to like reel back in and get more to that like center of what it is um because just being like more like a holistic I think it's just more fun just more fun to like do the simple thing like you'll hear John Mayer like talk in his interviews of just like you know playing like really solid smooth buttery guitar um is just like in this center space. Like, don't you don't need to you don't need to go out of it. Just stay in it. You know. But so. it's a skill, and sometimes yeah, it less is, is more. And and some people can just right. shred, that's and that's it. Too. And yeah. some people can hold a melody, yeah. and that's that's it. You yeah. know, I thought it was interesting reading um, when Chris Cornell joined Audio Slave. Uh -huh. He's like, yeah, Tom Morello is one of the best riff players uh -huh. in the world. But he goes, I kind of had to teach those guys melody <laughs> right i think a lot of that's true it's more true than we think like in, in all those those people's career and what they're good at yeah so so is there more collaboration stuff going like i know you guys have the cover band is that are you finding that a good source of um influence from each other like kind of like not a competition but like a friendly like propping each other up taking you each other each other to the next level kind of thing yeah i feel, I feel like yeah the endeavors we went on were good i mean I could play Caravan like right now. I could stop yeah. this podcast right now. Go There's over, been a lot of exposure to a no lot one. of different music, and it's also yeah. stemmed from like our. I think like that collaborative nature kind of exposed us to a time in music that was also very collaborative amongst some people, and yeah. so we listened to a lot of the things right. that are reflective of that. Yeah, and that you know that in turn has you know consequently exposed us to even more and more music that we have been yeah. you know yeah. consistently inspired by since that point. So yeah. and I think we just want to know songs. So like yeah, yeah. Uh, at any given point. Like you said, like we could all go and play caravan. So, like, uh, you know, and I learned that for them to play it with them, and then, you know, I guess uh, it's like a healthy um, morale booster for yeah. us to just kind of be like, hey, what are you doing every Thursday in December? Do you want to 
just play Christmas songs with me at the grape room. So, <laughs> did Rocky. Uh, yeah, we did Rocky. Yeah, we got to call that out. Dude. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, so, like, you know, we just kind of want to, like, share music with each other and play that music that yeah. we've shared with each other. And I think it's, like, fun to be doing, like, different things that you're not typically doing all the time. Like, we're, you know, we played the Rocky the, the one time, and it was just, like, the one-off thing. And then we do the Christmas music, like... You know, doing different things I think keeps it fresh for you, so that you're not just yeah. going out there and doing the same thing every single week or whatever. Yeah, right. But but it's a sense of community too. I think mm-hmm. if you look back through musical history, every time a band becomes successful, it's typically a scene. Yeah, and a lot a of you, you know, you look at New York, like New York in the late '70s or Seattle in the mm-hmm. '90s. Is that or Minneapolis in the eighties? You know, it's definitely a scene that kind of like breeds each other, and, yeah. and you all come through. And it's it's nice to see. I mean, because you guys could easily just be like, "Ah, fuck those guys!" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I want that gig. I don't want them to get it. Yeah, you know. Maybe. But it's it's definitely much more a community yeah. than than anything else, which I appreciate, and yeah. I love the fact that I could see Kevin at one of your gigs or. You see the same crowd, like Anthony yeah. or or Doctor Dave. You guys know yeah. Doctor Dave, yeah. So <laughs> didn't didn't they, Kevin? Didn't they think that was your your dad? Uh, I hope or not. Someone, <laughs> did, didn't someone? Uh, no, somebody at. Uh, there's a guy named Joel who works security for a bunch of music venues, like uh, Underground Arts and Milky okay. Way, yeah. and. I guess Dave was outside smoking a cigarette and he was like, I'm talking to your dad out here. And I was like, that dude's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave's a, you know, I know Joel. But, but yeah. Dave's a great guy Big as far as not only does he love music, he loves the local scene and goes to Definitely. all the yeah. local shows. He yeah. supports, you know, whenever I see pictures, he's like right up front. He's there early and right up front. Yeah. And I love that about not just the bands, but the people that go to see them mm-hmm. locally you can see the same people at all your shows which right. is great i mean that's that's part of the community like yeah. i definitely feel like part of the community you guys all come on my podcast yeah. and and we talk and we follow each other on social media yeah. and i think that's important it, you need all aspects of that community yeah, i think definitely so one of the things that speaking of of working with other bands and doing other things one of the things i've noticed about seeing nightlife live is that I don't know who I'm going to see on that stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it could be a three-piece. It could be a five-piece. Um, I don't even know if – is it always the same five members regardless? Like, or do you have other people fill in sometimes? Like, when you were doing the residency, it wasn't the same lineup all for the whole month, was it? It depends, I guess, which residency. I think the resident, the first residency we did in December was just the three-piece okay. each time. And then, yeah, the one in this December uh, we did – with Kevin each time, so that was uh, another rendition of our lineup. And even even Aaron has another band. Like he opened up. Yeah, he opened up the album release. Yeah. Um, so I guess the best way I would describe it is just Aaron's the producer. Aaron's okay. the producer. Um, Aaron's the the man. Aaron's like the guy who can coordinate a lot of things behind the scene to okay. get a lot of the production done, which is his moniker, yeah. the producer. Nice. Um, well, who, but, do you, who do you can you know? Obviously, the three of you are here today. Yeah. What do you consider the lineup? Uh, of this, Night is, this is the band. This is the band. This is the band. Okay. All right. Like this is the band. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when Aaron's not there, who's picking up the the singing? So we'll sing. Me and Rich will sing. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, a lot of it in terms of like the origins of the vocal melodies and stuff will either be between the two yeah. of us initially, but okay. at least in some capacity. Yeah. And a big thing that we're aware of is that. Um, like your voice, your voice as an instrument, your voice on like an original song, right? Where there's not like pre-prescribed notes yeah. you got to be hitting. Like there's a intention, there's a mood, there's a feel that you bring to it, and you got to bring that. If you don't bring that, don't, you know, don't, we don't want that. Yeah. Don't, I'm don't not going to say, you know what, don't show up. That's what I want to say. Don't show up if you don't bring that. So And so, you know, when Aaron approaches a song, he has that liberty to, to touch it how he is meant to be, you yeah. know, singing it. Um, and, and, you know, when, I, when I'm doing things or when Rich is doing things, I want us to feel, like, uh, confident in that realm that we have, like, the liberty to bring yeah. different things to it yeah. each time and have it be a living. Like, uh, you're not doing Aaron's thing. You're doing I'm your doing, own. Yeah, exactly. You're, right. you're not trying to emulate. Yeah. Voice. No, not trying to emulate. It should be no. natural. It should yeah. Be imparted from your own. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Go ahead. I mean, I think it, like an easy way to I just just like the lineup thing or like you know four piece five pieces like kind of like I think we feel like we're kind of like the core like the three of us and then we you know we add to that sometimes like we yeah. have this for yeah. this event for that event or you know whatever we're doing at that particular moment. 
Yeah. But I like that that's open. I like that mm-hmm. it's it's not defined yeah. to where you feel like if one person's not there, it's like, oh, well, we're not really firing here on tonight. all cylinders. Yeah. 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 But like as long as the three of you are there, you're like, okay, we're good. Yeah. You know, and I like that. I like yeah. that. I like that I don't know what I'm going to get when I show up. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> each, I'm sure each show takes on its own element. Yeah, it does. And I think because the music is written from us, it's like born of us, you know, like yeah. we're able, like I said, that flair, like that different thing, different tinge, that energy. Like people always talk about that energy. You know, when they'll see us, they'll be like, oh, I noticed that or I felt that. And it's like, yeah. That and, was the point. <laughs> and that's one of those things, you know, obviously I got to hear the album before it was released and I was listening to it, but it really takes on a whole nother experience live. The live energy that you guys have uh-huh. on stage is, is phenomenal. Yeah. And that's, that's what I took away from that. Actually, it was hard because I was doing a live broadcast that yeah. night. Once you guys went on, I just stopped broadcasting yeah. <laughs> because I wanted to pay attention. attention I didn't yeah. want to, I, did, <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to do the other stuff. So I was like, yeah. I was totally really blown away and I was glad I was there and given that opportunity because yeah. I may not have been there that night right. if it wasn't for that. So yeah. it's, it was nice to be able to experience that. Yeah. So yeah, it was great to have you. There. Oh, thank you. And you know, for, for those of you that are listening that haven't seen nightlife live and you maybe you've only heard their music, you definitely need to see them live. Same mm-hmm. with Andor. you know, it's, it's most of these bands, it's your musicians. It's not happening on a laptop in a, <laughs> right. in a studio. Yeah. It's, it's happening so when you're writing music let's just say is it is it jamming or are you writing a song and like i know you kind of mentioned it like or is it happening all different ways like will you get together jam and say i like that let's do this or is it are you sitting down you got an idea it's preformed you bring it to the band yes like most recent we did like just a Kind of just like took turns. We did like four bands. Yeah, lay, lay a groove, your yeah. your groove, your groove. Yeah, trying to get songs that way. Okay. Um, trying to pull from them that way. So that's been like a new little experiment that we've tried each of the last practices that we've had. So, but you know, like I said, in the in a couple months ago, even you know, I'm bringing a song, like an idea. Mm-hmm. I've made a demo. I've sent the demo. We're gonna work on it that way. Um, but we're on this like mission to uh, to set up our rehearsal space to be able. Uh, to to live track us there, okay. right. um, and actually, you know, Aaron's involved in that production too. Like he, you know, gave us an old uh, Mac like computer okay. um, to have that. Gave it. We got like a i ninety nine interface to run Pro Tools. So we're like getting all these things set up to have like this really like do it yourself like space because we've been recording ourselves on our iPhones for the past <laughs> last year, and we've been like, wow, we sound real tight, and we don't use a click in the studio. Like, what if we could just track here yeah um so uh there's a lot of communication that was built around playing live so much especially in this core three piece that we've been doing so i think that like having the basement set up is like you know had a lot of like stuff going into it and a lot of motivation Mm -hmm. to try and just like kind of just put down some new stuff in a new way and i mean yeah even in some of the other songs that we had recorded previously um, just most recently too, like uh, new ways of trying to record them. Like we we were doing some more live stuff like, yeah. in in studio with yeah Aaron. in studio. Like instead of saying you know my guitar is going to be a scratch, like we're just going to throw it out. We're going to use that guitar. We're going to reamp that guitar. Oh. So then it's like all right, we are tracking this really really live. You know, without me in the in the process of it, it's kind of like all right, well he's just going to track that later. You know what I mean? It's not the full band, but like I'm actually could influence the music. Could like not just be like, oh, I'm just a reference point. Like I need mm-hmm. to be the guy that uh, is most focused, <laughs> is the most focused on like time, tempo, where we're at, like being constant. But now I can like feel the music a little bit more, push the music, right. and I feel like that that does have an impact. It's a communication on, between yeah everyone playing. on both and, those tunes or, or how many ever tunes we did that for. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm sure playing as live as as much as you do helps that communication yeah, and absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. That definitely. So Yeah, it helps us like when we get in the space, it's just, you know, it's just another another thing. You know, another take. Um and Aaron's real good. I mean Aaron's man. Aaron's a, the, the dominant producer because like what he can do with our, our live playing, like it's um the way to format it later, like say if we if we really like take one's beginning, we really like the way take two finishes out, we just like put that together, have it sound nice in the beginning like no like uh uh problems on that end you know what i mean like um and and really us all having a conversation identifying what is the um the best piece of it so i think that 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 like encouragement is a major prop to uh to what he adds to us and that's what he adds like Mm -hmm. that's it all right i'm going to change directions just a little bit sure 
Um, and I want each of you to answer, not just not just one. <laughs> Here we go. Musical influences. Oh man. I know this is always a tough one. I always get groans, but <laughs> yeah. it's you know, think, and a lot of I people. I think it's got a good one. You know, a, a lot of people will say it doesn't matter what my influences yeah. are. You know, and that's cool too if yeah. you want your music to stand alone, but. Like when I listen to music, I'm constant, you know, because nothing's original anymore. Everything's yeah. born mm-hmm. from something else, and I always try to deconstruct it and try to figure yeah. out, you know, what those influences are. And I, I can't pinpoint it with with you guys, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what's interesting because every time I think I maybe know, it goes in a different direction. So I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, when you put our music into it, like that, that takes on a whole nother like life. Right. What is our uh, like our music sound like and what influences go into it. So I think that that's almost even a separate question from what you are personally influenced by. Um, But like personal influence, I would just say like in the present moment, I'm really influenced by uh, Van Morrison, Eagles, Joe Walsh. um, I mean the band, The Last Waltz, like that, that's the stuff. And you know, sometimes I check myself uh, Bob Seger, saw Bob okay. Seger over the, over the summer. Um, but sometimes I check myself, I'm like, I just like all this old shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's my deal? But no, nah, it's the best. And Rich touched on it earlier, like the community culture thing. In in those recordings and those things that you can find, it's there, it's evident. And I just, I don't care if that makes me a nerd. No, or, I, I think you if know. you like music, that's natural. Like yeah. the, all the artists that you said you're into right now were probably the same artists I was into at your age <laughs> yeah you know and then well that's interesting you know i started probably like junior high discovering the beatles yeah you know yeah, and then yeah, it yeah. progressed to this and then it may be you know i was at yeah you know, I'm, I'm dating myself but sure. like the dawn of hip-hop you know so mm-hmm. it's like original hip-hop was i was in junior high when yeah. when hip-hop really started yeah. taking with run dmc and and mm-hmm. even bc boys didn't even hit till i was in high school uh-huh. so it's you know you go through that natural pr- progression of discovery i yeah. think and going back and going who's this oh they influenced yeah. this man let me check right. out this man so, so true right. yeah you listen to weezer then you figure out he loved brian wilson you're like oh so he's just making beach boy songs yeah yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> little emo twist yeah yeah <laughs> you know but and and not everyone's as talented as everyone else so that's his version of the beach boys yeah. which is right. which is awesome that's yeah. how you get something a little bit different yeah right are you gonna say Ant? Rich and Ant, go ahead. Um, well, I mean, you know, I'm wearing the Led Zeppelin hoodie there. <laughs> well, that could have been a always, fashion statement. Yeah, that's always been <laughs> yeah. my biggest influence, especially just drumming-wise. I was always just, like, huge, huge fan of John Bonham. And, like, you're saying, like, a, you know, you got into the Beatles, like, junior high or whatever. I think we go through those phases where we like yep. certain bands or, like, heavy into something. And it's funny because, like, I don't listen to Led Zeppelin as much anymore, but it still just really influences me. Like, I go back and listen to our studio tracks, and I'm like, Oh, that's something like subconsciously I just like pulled from John Bottom like at some point <laughs> or whatever like you know, um, but yeah, I would Zeppelin has always been a huge influence for me. All right, favorite favorite Led Zeppelin song because I know what uh, mine is. That's tough. I can narrow it down to one. I would say I mean the Rain song is like pretty high up there for me, which okay. is kind of funny because it's not even like a heavy like drum song in particular. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would I would probably go the rain song. It's just a beautiful song. Yeah, it is, it is a beautiful yeah. song. Sometimes it goes with experience. My favorite Led Zeppelin song is Ten Years Gone." Right. Yeah, that's oh, a good I love one. that. Yeah, one. And, yeah and, absolutely. And the way that builds, and I just happen to be driving around in a fast car in a in a <laughs> heavy rainstorm when yeah. that song like came on one day, and it was just like I was driving down like country roads. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. <laughs> as it as it slowly builds. So you know, it's it's experience, not just. Yeah. You know, it's my experience with that song. Why yeah, I love that definitely. song so much. All right, Rich, come on. Yeah, I mean, likewise, I junior high listening to the Beatles, that was a major thing. I was pretty big on Paul McCartney and his like mm. compositions that he brought. So I I started playing like acoustic guitar in eighth grade, but I well, played it like a bass. So okay. I bought a bass in my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> um, it, so, it's, it's, so Paul McCartney, you think directly influenced you for bass? I think that that was a very substantial basis, but I think. After a while, it was like I was listening to the Beatles so much that I just got so tired of it. And I was exposed to a lot of stuff that is kind of more reflective of what I listen to now when I was a child. So I think it's returned to a lot of things that are kind of similar to what, you know, both what Bruce and Anthony have said, like the band, Van Morrison. I listen to a a lot of bass stuff now comes from like Motown, uh, James Jamerson, any track that he's played on. Name the chief. uh, And (laughs) Marvin Gaye, of course. Marvin Gaye. So yeah, a lot of that. Fleetwood Mac, love Fleetwood Mac. Oh yeah, Mac. 
We uh, did we mention? No, we didn't mention. Yeah. We mentioned Fleetwood yeah, Mac. Yeah, yeah, that was huge for a while, especially. You, you know, sometimes it takes someone to point something out about someone. There's, you know, my mind's easily changed when it comes to music. I cannot like someone, but if someone can approach it in a way or give me an approach to it, like Hall and Oates, uh-huh. um, was talking with someone one time. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. And he goes, no, go back and listen to Sarah Smile, but listen to it in headphones and just think of all the soul that you love from the 60s and 70s now picture the best white boy version of soul <laughs> and just just listen to it and see listen to it that way totally changed my mind and yeah, even yeah. rolling stones i was never a huge yeah. stones yep. fan and uh the same guy pulled me aside and went stop talking shit about the stones <laughs> he goes because your precious ryan adams doesn't exist without ah, exile on main right street right. he's like so go right. back and listen to exile on main street and just just think yeah. of all these bands that you love don't exist without this album. Yeah. And it gives you a fresh perspective and you're like, okay, yeah, I dig it. Yeah. So you guys you like Stones? Yes. Yeah, no? Richard. Yeah, yeah we just had, I just had a huge sort of like I guess like reinvestment into them. I never like same, yeah. I was never really big into them for yeah. the longest time cuz I feel like people always like Force this notion of oh Beatles or Stones onto yeah. you, and I was like, oh well, Beatles. You were like, obviously Beatles. Right? I, I was doing but the same then, exact thing. Yeah. You know, I, I had Let It Bleed on like a vinyl, and I was like, why am I not listening to this? Like uh, many people, like I see this all the time. Why am I not listening to this? Like so many people are talking about it, and it's like this is amazing. And it was also I was in a mindset where I was open to just like receiving music, yeah. and like you'd said, like yeah. you sit down, you, you you let yourself intentionally listen to what's going on. Uh, and, and the whole artistry of it is just like, you know, once you sort of like remove all those sort of like yeah. pre-made labels that you had. For yeah, you have impressive. preconceived notions like you think of Keith Richards as a character, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. as a musician. But then yeah. when you realize yeah. this guy is just a fan and student of the blues Absolutely. and that's all right. he cares about, then you see it a little bit differently and you start deconstructing and you're like, oh, I get it. I didn't get it before. I'm seeing it. It's like one of those pictures that you stare at and you wait for mm. the – <laughs> until it comes yeah, into focus the it's like image. yeah it's like one of those all right kevin you get to join in what's your <laughs> influences yeah Ooh, doesn't um, matter what i think because i don't play any instruments everyone influences me but you know i guess let me just say tom petty yeah well tom petty of course um the uh running down a dream documentary which just yeah. kind of like changed a lot of things for me in the past year or so um we needed a we had this like thing contracted and we needed to play a show and it was supposed to be an andor thing and i was like andor's not around but i gotta put a band together so i was like and i was really into tom petty at the time so i was just like let's was i in this band you yeah (laughs) (laughs) right so then we just threw it together and you know we we had a good time and it kind of started the cover thing and again i think we're all we've all been on the same page about you know tracing the roots of the artists that influenced our favorite modern artists yeah. so um you know we've been backtracking and checking out some older stuff um so yeah like that's you know that, that's kind of where we're all aligned and like, why we've been hanging out yeah. and you know, awesome playing together when you go back and and discover older music for influences are you more inspired by the music or the the lyrics or is it a little bit of both like are any of you lyrics like i i I would say i'm definitely a music like i'm a feel person yeah like i'm not saying i don't appreciate good lyrics i do but typically it's if you can get me to tap my foot when um, you hear weird lyrics though you're it's yeah oh turn off like yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. corny don't um, skip that (laughs) yeah i would say talk about sticks like i got really into sticks and dennis DeYoung, and i just think some of his lyrics what he's singing about he has this one song, I'm Okay, on the album Pieces of Eight. And um, like those song, those lyrics, it's just, it's kind of like what happens today still. Yeah. <laughs> and the grand illusion. It's, oh, you yeah. Know, this is the grand illusion. Like uh, deep in, down inside, we're all going to be yeah. okay. You know, like themes like that um, resonate with me today still. And though it's older dated songs. And they're good themes, but he does it in a little bit more of a theatrical way. Kind of yeah. like a Freddie Mercury, the way it's yeah. approached. But you just kind of have to like, see like below the line a little bit yeah you definitely take um take some liberty with it and get get past some of the corniness or things that you put onto it yeah. but i think they're phenomenal Sticks they are phenomenal. phenomenal definitely you know and even though 
like I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen like the behind the music on sticks. No, like, uh, probably as like a younger youth. But. They hate like the rest of the band kind of hated Dennis Dion. Oh yeah, but they loved him. <laughs> yeah, but like, he sang a, all the hits. Like right? they, they hate him, but he sang all the hits. They love here for you, Dennis. They love being. <laughs> yeah, they love being in a band with them. You know, mm-hmm. even though yeah. like personally, like he drove them all crazy. Yeah. They're like when you were on the stage and and you were you were belting one of those out they were like there was nothing like it that's yeah. what we wanted to do they just didn't want to do mr roboto yeah that, yeah that yeah. was yeah. bad turn yeah that I'm was not there for you yeah, not, not there for <laughs> <laughs> all right so i want to talk about the last album sure all right so the last time i saw you guys was at the album premiere at the grape room in maniunk and you know there's some good some good people in the audience there i noticed philly legend ken queter in the audience that that night and you know it was it was a, it was a great gig so but I never really got to talk to you after that. So how was the reception to the album I think to the, the re- public? Reception was pretty strong. I think people were uh, really into it, the people that we got the ear of. Um, after that fact, like in the new year, Kevin, this is definitely like one of the heighted things that we did. Like we put together a mailer and sent the record out to radio stations. Okay. Um, we didn't really get any bites from that. We got some, we got maybe, what was it, two people to hit us back, yeah. I think in total. <laughs> so those two people are waiting for the next record. Mm-hmm. They have They have just been... But that's frothing not, at the mouth but but that's how it starts yeah exactly so um yeah that was like the real reception of it um we did like a pr campaign that definitely got the record online so you know if you google you know forever fight nightlife you're yeah. gonna get like positive things said about it you're gonna get um um good acclaim you know what i mean five stars yeah, five stars <laughs> pretty much and that's what you want to see if you're trying to like push it like me and kevin or we and kevin did um, to other people who have no idea who you are. Yeah. Um, so that's the model, I think, and I think that's a model that will follow until the model works or something well, new is suggested. I think it's tougher today because it's overload. Yeah. It, there, there's there's a, a lot and, of saturation. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely is, and I mentioned to Kevin on the last podcast, like when I go to the grape room and you go in the bathroom and you see the, the walls coated with band yeah. stickers, Last time I went in, I didn't rec- I didn't know any of the bands, and I'm like, I don't even know if these bands are still I was together. Like, or- I booked all of those. Bands. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm like, I don't know if these guys are still bands. If they yeah. died and, and no true. one noticed, yeah, right. you know, yeah. it's like, are they are they still alive? Like, this is a lot of you guys hopes and the- dreams on this bathroom right. wall. Right. That yeah. you ever see Hans Gruber and the Die Hard sticker? No. no, obviously no. a diehard reference. Yeah, it sounds like a phenomenal band, but I've never heard of them. Never but I've seen, seen their stickers in multiple places and potentially multiple universes as well. Now, is that where you saw the Elvis de Presley? No, that's no. like uh, a, that's a, like a national uh, okay. you know, alternative right. band. All right, I need to listen to that now just because I love that name so much. Yeah, Elvis de Presley. <laughs> so the, you know, and I'm sure it's hard to get that word out there so but the reception that you got like social media i'm sure just from friends and family and locally like i heard nothing but good things same yeah i think the people's ears that we do have like it support it it, um and honestly are excited to hear uh, another record i mean when you float something out on social media and you get the same people like returning back to it i think that's just a sign that you've you've built something you got a fan yeah yeah awesome so is there there new music in the works? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah all right, yeah. All right. Is it cl- like is it being recorded? Been recorded? Working on? Yeah. So we're like nine tracks uh, deep on the like next formal record, I guess oh, you would nice. say. Um, so we need to track one more. But like we were saying a little bit earlier, getting the uh, basement, getting Nance place like set up so that we can track live yeah. and be live there uh, has been like a priority over the holiday season, which I kind of enjoyed. Awesome. Like the, the take back from going to Aaron's and tracking there. Yeah, it's a good project to be involved in. So, um, yeah, we have that working out. And really the goal with that is to have music come from that, um, to have a record come from that or have something come from that. Um, in terms of formal plans, don't really have any formal plans. But I like the open-ended question. Were there, were there tracks that didn't make Forever Fight? Um, not really. Everything you recorded so. made it? Yeah, everything that we recorded, yeah, yeah. Were there, um, were there things that maybe were close, but you just didn't record? You didn't feel it was worth recording? There's a couple like older songs that Rich and I played on and recorded in formal studios that okay. like could be go back to the well songs. I was just going to ask um, you that if you had There's some things any. now that kind of have resurfaced <laughs> from that age. Yeah, there's like a funny, funny like just part of a song that me and Rich probably never forget, but don't know when it will be in a song. Yeah, know, so Superman's an example of that, though. 
yeah, to Man yeah, Is. Going, going yeah, you're right. In a more distinct right. fashion, yes. yeah, song-wise. Yeah, yeah that was one. one. Well, that's going to be on the next record. Like, right. That's right. not even on yeah. right. Forever Fight. And but it's probably like a, yeah, like a mind. An old song now. <laughs> like a mind effort there. Like People probably are like, yeah, Superman's on the first record. No, it's not. No. <laughs> no. So not locally, nationally, mm. how do you guys feel about today's, you know, because we talked about influences, what you're getting into, and we're talking a lot of old music. Yeah. What do you feel about today's overall music scene in general? It's all right. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. If, I don't if, know like what I get down with in the modern age. Like we prop tough. we prop up John Mayer, we prop up Bruno Mars. We say we like those things. I, like I don't John know. Mayer. I was yeah. just listening to continuum. Yeah. I go to back to continuum. Continuum. Yeah, good. Continuum. But then you look at the date on continuum and you're like, this isn't modern. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right? Yeah. Okay. We were in high school. Yeah. Maybe even run through the halls younger. of my high yeah. school, you know. Right. I don't know if that's on that record. I'm real no, sorry. No, I don't think it is. It's uh, not. That's yeah. not. Uh, like all right, the fact checker. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, I did um, for the new year? I, I kind of told myself, you know, in efforts to uh, try and listen to modern music because it's kind of difficult to find yeah. cool yeah. rock bands that, you know, aren't like a little too sissy that are also not a little, you know, too butt rock mm. um, to listen to an album a day that's from either 2017 onward okay. and listen to it into its entirety and that you know that's it just yeah. just to try it you yeah. know because we've been backtracking so much recently yeah. that i'm like all these 2019 year in review album you know articles came out yeah. for albums and like, i don't know any of this stuff so yeah. um and we should we should try to be yeah. hipper to some of that stuff. If it's tough because I know when I listen to the radio, like I I did my last show was my top thirty most listened to songs of twenty nineteen. Uh-huh. You maybe only heard half of those on the radio. Yeah, and it's yeah. I I I do that myself. I just not dumpster die, but like I'll go into Apple Music and just say, all right, let me hear all the new releases mm-hmm. and pick out something that like hits me in a way I wasn't expecting, yeah. and I'll listen to it across the board just to. Yeah. It gets, it's hard because to me it's all starting to sound the, the same, same a little well, bit. Well, I feel like it's difficult too because I think in some way music is wrapped in an image, yeah. you know, where everything's on the phone. There's always, you always see the yeah. image associated with the music. So if it doesn't necessarily pass that threshold of something that you know that you might want to listen to anyway, you're not going to dive in. So I think yeah. it, like what Kevin was saying, like, you know, it's sort of, if you listen to it, like you can appreciate the artistry from it, you know, and just go past that point of, uh, this is not what I want, but I mean, I don't know. For me, there's, I, I think it's 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 wrong to say that you know, oh, there's no good music anymore. Yeah, like, no, music, yeah definitely. No, and and music goes through stages where it gets stale and then reborn, yeah. and that happens. You know, it's you know that's why grunge was born. You know, yeah, right. out of the '80s hair metal. I've been know? having a lot of conversations with the uh, you know other people who play uh, play music with me, other musicians in general. And we've been kind of having similar conversations in the sense that, like, we feel like there's a slight kind of, like, push in a lot of musicians that are kind of like, ah, maybe we want to start playing different types of music. I don't know. I feel a little bit of a shift in terms of, like, an industrial national well, scale. Even are, are you guys familiar with Sturgill Simpson? Yeah. You I, know, so, like, alt-country, like, Grammy, or not, yeah. was it Grammy now? Or Country Music Award nominated. And then... So, He's not even really playing all country anymore. He's playing rock and, yeah. and doing soundtracks for anime. He's yeah. just like, that's what I want to do. I don't yeah. want to be just one thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, that first album was it, but, you know, my tastes have changed. And, yeah. that's, and I think a lot of bands, you go back early on to, like, indie bands, a lot of bands changed who they were because they didn't know. You look at, like, the replacements we talked about earlier and, and Husker Du were mm-hmm. hardcore and then went yeah. to alt country and, and power pop just yeah. because they, they didn't know who they were yet. Yeah. Change is good. <laughs> you know, Change some, is a good thing. Yeah, and sometimes being recorded too early, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it can be a curse too. You gotta honor yourself. You yeah. gotta honor yourself of what you wanna do. Like Sturgill, like you're saying, yeah. like he wants to do different things. So Which is it awesome. would be a it would be a crime if him didn't do what he wanted yeah. to do. We'd be getting inauthentic music. And everyone grows as a musician. Yeah. You have to grow. Yeah. You, you hope you grow, I guess. Not everyone's gonna grow as a musician, but you, you know it's going to change over time and mature because you know when you start playing music you're young and yeah and eventually you know your views change you can't yeah. always be we talked kevin and i talked yeah. about this on the last one like you, you have you know you go from high school problems to to adult problems uh-huh. and it's, or you go from being unhappy to happy it's yeah just, you know it's just how it is how it goes, but, yeah. so what do you think of the local scene overall it's a great local scene it's buzzing 
you like the local music what you're hearing yeah I don't know how much like I end up checking out that's like a, definitely a fault of mine mm. like we're saying <laughs> we're just stuck in the past yeah. or I'm at least stuck in the past but not not always you're also stuck in your own yeah. thing and right. like that's what you're consuming and you know we listen to a bunch of demos on the way over here yeah. and like you're you're just raveling in your own art so like that's also not right. a bad thing ever right. no, and that's that's cool I, I tend to gravitate more towards the local scene because like how I was saying that when I hear all this new music it kind of sounds similar uh-huh. to get something different I'm getting that from the local scene yeah you know and that's what I appreciate it's something something not necessarily I don't I don't mean mainstream it's not mainstream in a bad way not that it's not capable of being mainstream yeah. but it's just everyone's being a lot more explorative Ex- yeah explorations happening authentic sound different sounds different yeah. techniques like a real a realism to music it brings it yeah. to you yeah. Scooter and I he's the owner of the Grape Room had a conversation Scooter. about uh, uh, you know national bands versus local bands and somebody made the argument to him that why, why doesn't the club have more, um, you know, national bands come in and, you know, you have local bands support them. And the, the point was valid, but I think the takeaway is that, you know, you're not going to have a national band that's going to give 110% like a local band does. I agree. And, you know, kills it, puts on a good show, draws, is trying because yeah. they're still trying to, you know, make that threshold happen for themselves. And, um, you know that's 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 why I love local music. I find myself listening to more local music than you know national bands. Just yeah, just and I, I agree with you. If you were to bring in a national band and have a Philly band local or a, a open, you're not necessarily guaranteed that people are going to show up for that opening band either. Right. You know, they may just well, I'm going to show up late because I just want to see mm-hmm. this band. But if you're doing all Philly bands, people are coming to see those bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think personally i would rather see the great room not have national bands right yeah there's more at stake when it's all local bands yeah. you know there there's everybody has something to prove and they're trying to fight for their hungry dogs yeah, running exactly. fast exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right i ask this of every philly band when yeah. they come in do you have a favorite philly band uh, i could prop anybody up here here's my platform we've already mm-hmm. talked about jamie yeah. i mean i think jamie going on the on the queue is like a great thing yeah great that Kevin was involved in that. Did, um, I did so not know stressful. that. I did the yeah. sound did for you that, and then like the the feed that I like the mix in the room was also the feed to the actual like studio. Oh and I was wow! Like, oh my god, I better not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Tisberries are tight. Like Tyler's cool. You know, it's funny yeah. they're they're my next guest. Are they the, uh, on the podcast? I'm talking to you. Do you want to be uh, in the same seat you'll be sitting in? You want you want to <laughs> be the co-host for them? Do I want to be the co-host? Yeah, sure. All right. You can back out later. No, no, no. You just have to say yes now. I was just I telling Kevin. Yes now, yeah. I was just telling Kevin I need a co-host. For sure, that I'll one, co-host. So. Yeah. All right, all right. I'll let you know. You're doing a good job. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> um, but you guys, you yeah. fellas, what about Rich and Ant? Who do you like? I do like the Tisberries. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like them too. We missed them in Scranton. We wanted to hang yeah, out, right? But we were on our own paths of destruction. I think I, I, they and them. They and us. I was telling Kevin what impressed me about them was. I just happened to tune into a live at five. So for those of you that don't know, the local alternative radio station every Friday at five o'clock has a local band in and they do a couple, they do one, one cover and one original. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to tune in for the Tisbury's one, not on purpose. I just happened to have it on. I'm driving Mm -hmm. and their cover. They covered a vampire weekend song that had just come out, Uh which I thought was really ballsy. I think it was (laughs) harmony hall. Yeah. And it was really good. Nice. (laughs) And that impressed me. I was like, "Yeah, I got to get these guys on the, yeah. that bike because that, yeah. that that takes some balls." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. plus, I like their sound. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Who else? What about you, Ant? Uh, I mean, Arch Palantine is one that comes to mind. Like, <laughs> that's I who, definitely that's like, who Kevin Ooh. said. Yeah, when we're on a bill with them, I'm always like, "Oh, cool!" Like, I like hearing their stuff, and they're always doing cool things. Yeah, Isn't he do- doing his thing? Other Ant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're you know they bring something completely different, and yeah. they're doing their own thing, and it's it's weird and and very cool so i definitely like them it's rock music too it's rock music it's like in but it's so out there it's like you can't place your finger on it either it's funky it is appreciate the groove yeah absolutely all right there's a groove happening nonetheless you know what i mean like that's the point like that's why we gravitate yeah and there's the good vocals you know that's cool yeah that's definitely yeah so i think i'm doing a disservice if i don't ask 
them to be on the podcast. Yeah, definitely ask Derek to get on here. All right, all right. Derek's that, great. That will have to be a future one. Yeah. All right, I'm going to – this This was the point in the show where I was going to ask this, the studio audience if they had any questions, and there's only one. <laughs> all right, Ant. There's Let Ant, rip. Ant, a lot of ants in the room. If you have a question, you come over to my mic, and you can ask the question. Make it good. All right, so I guess this this question is for all of you, including Kevin. I, and friend, you can chime in. Is what is your goal for 2019? Music, movie, or a- anything? Like, what's your like goal for 2019? Go to more shows, or write more music, or anything like ultimate 2019 goal. 2020. 2020. 20. <laughs> 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 so the first step is to here. get in my time machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need the time machine first. Uh, all right. Um, the, um, the the phone booth or on the DeLorean? Uh, probably the DeLorean. <laughs> All right. I would actually prefer the cave. The cave the is cave. a good yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Goals? Goals. Oh, gee. So now we're getting you back did, to the question. You busted uh, his chops. Now you got to answer I know. Now we got to answer the question. I'm in a daze. What about you? <laughs> I kind of said it. Listen to more modern music. More modern music. Yeah. yeah I think mine just has to fall down on um, getting the two records done. Okay. Like I want to have the studio record that we're doing on Aaron's, and I want to have something that's like live, organic sounding for Mance. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that's that. That's our plan. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to deviate from that. I'm like pretty excited about the you know the music that we're making right now and getting the album that is already in progress and the and the basement set up you know going and everything. Um, I would yeah, I would just say like the to put out more music. Awesome. Right. Yeah, tying up loose ends musically. Yeah. Basement is very motivating. Tying, yeah, yeah. Wrapping all that stuff up. And, you know, writing also, too. I think um, I, I've, I've had a couple of things that I've, you know, bought and attained over the mm-hmm. past year that has uh, rendered me able to, you know, write in a more modern capacity. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, easier to just sort of like go into it naturally. So I'm excited yeah. to kind of just like write and just kind of just keep doing that awesome. as much as I can. Yeah. I think my yeah. I got a good okay. goal. Oh, go I'll shout someone out here. I want to do a collab with Esco the guest. <laughs> All right, he's my buddy Sam Thomas. All right. All right. I want to do a collab with him. He's a hip hop guy. All right. All right. I and I think it. that that would be pretty good. So when the basement's set up, I'm gonna try to do his collabs with yeah. as many people as I can. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. Sam would. Sam's phenomenal. Yeah. I would so, love to hear that. Yeah. All right. That's um, a good goal. My goal. Yeah. Let's see. I think, you know, over the last couple of years, every year I've been seeing less and less shows. Uh-huh. I think I need to get out to more live music, especially mm-hmm. locally. It's been getting harder and harder, I yeah. think, for me. So I'd like to to get out more and, and get delve back in more to more episodes of the podcast and, yeah. and interviews. Yeah. Definitely, I feel most comfortable in that space. So that's yeah. my... So if I go to more live shows, I can promote you guys even more. Right. That's sure. my... That's my and, and a big goal is I want one of, you, one of you local bands to hit it nationally. One, just one. All it takes is one. It's got to start somewhere. Right. Hungry dogs. <laughs> uh, Cole, you have any? No questions? All right. That's the end of the studio studio question session. Right. Cool. Uh, so, <laughs> Thanks. So what's, what's next for Nightlife? What's next? More music, more music, more music. All right. That's and like hopefully, the continuing theme. And hopefully two albums. Yeah, two albums. Yeah, right. That's yep. the goal. Yeah. All right. And... Upcoming gigs. What do you Upcoming got? Upcoming gigs. Promote yourself. Uh, now, Friday night, uh, 124. Um, and then the Friday in February. February the 1st. That's a Saturday, yeah, Kev? It's a Friday. It's a Friday? Is See, it? I don't know. Uh-oh. They're all oh, in a row, man. I got man. the calendar right He's got here. the calendar. Fe- February 7th is the Kyber Pass pub. Kyra Pass, yeah, but the first is Connie's Rick Rack. Yeah. So yeah, the first yeah, is a sure. Saturday, That's yeah. Good. The seventh is a Friday. Yeah. Let's restart. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize Kyber Pass was still doing shows. Uh, well, they are now. Yeah. DBT, right. Vince Voles, right. my guys. Right. Uh, yeah, they just reopened, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, you have any gigs coming up? I do. Um, Andor is playing, uh, you know, I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to sell Dude, here. you're playing oh, on Saturday. No, 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 no. no. Playing on Saturday. I, I saw a really Saint great uh, and uh, Jamie in the Garden Heart. There you go. I'd rather you say it than playing. me. I'm here to celebrate, not sell. So All right. Like, All right. Celebrate, not, not sell. That's what I'm just, not I just sell. To, sell me, man. I just wanted to give you the opportunity. <laughs> Thanks. But, even uh, though I did a brutal job of selling, the first the first step is January 24th. <laughs> where are we going? Friday we don't even know where we're supposed to go. We're here for you. You're supposed to sell right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sell, promote. Promote. Yeah, well, that's, you know. 
that's a better way to you're not a, I'm always I'm always on it if you if you want to know if a nightlife show's happening check the page like a Friday or Saturday if there's nothing nothing's happening All right. if there's something you'll, you'll see me alright so what are your social media handles uh, at, at nightlife underscore band on Instagram at nightlife underscore band on Twitter uh, nightlife on Facebook go ahead uh, nightlife.club alright on the internet Bandcamp. Is there a Bandcamp page? There is a Bandcamp. Hmm. Nightlifeband.bandcamp.com. Yeah, I'm sure that it's something in a similar vein. You can find <laughs> us on Spotify and Out Music. Yeah. Find us there. All right. Awesome. So, Bruce, Rich, Ant, thank you so much for coming out today on this snowy day. It looks like it kind of stopped, <laughs> so I can feel that you'll make it home safe. Thanks for having us. Oh, no yeah, problem. Thank yeah, thanks, no, friend. Oh, thanks any, for the muffin. Oh, anytime. Muffin, yeah, we couldn't. Coffee, OJ. Always great. It's typically that. The tradition is pizza and beer, oh, so people right. are less combative when they have a yeah. full stomach and a, a slight buzz. <laughs> yeah. So, but we couldn't do that because we met so early in the morning. So we did coffee and and muffins. So this is our caffeinated. Speed. Yeah, yeah. This is our speed. absolutely. <laughs> if there was a day to do it, it was. It, it was a perfect day for it. So, <laughs> yeah. Kevin, thank you for course, coming. Thank in you for having well. me. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, uh, please pick up new music by Nightlife when it comes out, mm-hmm. or Forever Fight. Anywhere you buy music, you can also stream them on Apple Music or Spotify. Thank you for everyone who tuned in to the F Money Show podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Fran underscore Chismar and on Facebook at the F Money Show. You can listen to the F Money Show every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on i99radio.com. Also follow the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, or you can even just ask Alexa to play the F Money Show with Fran Chismar. There's even an Alexa skill to add us to your daily briefing so you can listen to us every day. Coming up next episode, we have the Tisburys, along with special guest guest co-host, Bruce McKnight. I'll right. be there. <laughs> you can't back out now. Now, no, you're, now, it's, now it's locked in. So uh, how about listening? We'll, we'll end this with listening to a song from Forever Fight. Mm-hmm. So do you have a preference on which song we – I was asking you guys earlier what your favorite song was off the album, and I said mine was Slow Down, but you each had different preferences. Dude, play Behind the Past. Behind That's the, the Past. All right. In the past. Yeah, that was actually. I said tangerines at first, but that immediate. As soon as I said, I was like, "Oh yeah, behind the past." <laughs> yeah, it gets stuck in your head pretty easily. Yeah. All right, especially so, when we're playing. Yeah. All right, so that's your preference. We're gonna do behind the past. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I am Fran Chismar, and we will see you all when the needle drops.
from the edge I barely got a sense 1980 